Welcome to episode 231 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we discuss it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Hello and good morning. Happy holidays. Is it too early to say happy holidays? I'll tell you what my barometer has been, which is that the Blank Check podcast has been covering the films of Stanley Kubrick. Okay. And I'm like, when they get to Eyes Wide Shut, that's when my holiday season begins. Has officially And that begun, episode yeah. released today. There, there I lis- you go. I listened to it's the official. Eyes Wide Shut episode while I was making breakfast, and then I watched a video about Christmas decorations. <laughs> so I'm ready. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, it's starting to starting to get that holiday vibe. Uh, we had our first snow here in Oklahoma. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, which was really strange. I was not expecting snow. I knew they they got snow here, but not like what I'm used mm-hmm. to out on the East Coast. Um. But we, mm-hmm. we got like an inch or so of snow. It was real thick. Uh, all that stuff d- d- didn't stick all that much. Um, mm. But it was still nice to be like, oh, my God, it's snowing. <laughs> yeah, the time is here. It is indeed. Indeed. We also uh, we, we put a second TV in our living room temporarily to like right where our fireplace is because we weren't sure if it yeah. worked yet um oh. and, and so we were we, we were like what if we just put a yule log on the second tv which is right yeah. in front of the fireplace and so that's what we did yeah 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 yesterday and it was amazing the nice. vibes were immaculate it was great there's so many different themed Yule logs you can put on there if oh, you yeah. want. Do you want a, a Twin Peaks Yule log? <laughs> Do you want a Marvel Studios Yule log? They're all out there. There you go. Wild stuff. Wild stuff. Um, Melissa, what are we here to talk about this week, though? We are talking about a personal favorite film of mine, a film I've been wanting to get on the podcast since we began. And finally, it's today. We're talking about the 2010 DreamWorks animated film, Megamind. Hell yeah. <laughs> Megamind is great. I, I remember this coming out. I think I saw it in theaters. I don't really remember. Um, mm. But it is kind of one of the like non-Disney animated movies that has like stood out and and is, I think, a lot of people's favorite. Like it's it's just it's it's up it's it's just a solidly good film. Megamind is great. Yeah, I feel like it kind of got lost in the shuffle of uh well, like DreamWorks is already competing with like Disney or Pixar, or Ghibli or something, and then it's not even in that upper echelon of DreamWorks movies. But like people don't like it as much as know. they like How to Train Your Dragon or something. Uh, well, I feel sure, like the yeah. people who have seen Megamind love Megamind. Either you haven't seen it or you have seen it and you love it. Like, yeah. That's how it goes with this film. Yeah, that's the thing is, 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 is like I've n- never really encountered someone who saw it and was like, it's just meh. It's all right. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, right. They're, they're always like, oh, yes. Megamind. Mm. I love Megamind. Right? It's great. 
Um, but but yeah, yeah, right. It's 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 no how to train your dragon mm. it has not spawned a whole b- 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 bunch of toys and animated shows and all, all that stuff which is unfortunate i own a yeah i own the coloring book but i wish there was more that i could own <laughs> good stuff good stuff megamind uh what the Tell me a little bit more about your experience with Megamind. What, like, did did you go see this in theaters? What 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 inspired you to pitch it this week? What what's all of that good stuff? Well, I realized we hadn't done anything animated yet on the show this year. We'd done like live action TV series that had an animated episode or an animated dream sequence or something, but not an entirely animated thing. Which we got to like seven times last year. <laughs> yeah. We just didn't get to it this time. We're focused on other stuff. We had to watch all those kaiju movies. We just, so we got plenty of like uh, stop motion and guys walking around in suits going on, but no cartoons. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I thought, oh, this is my chance. And I pitched this and a couple other super villain themed things. You could have picked between this, the bad guys and Wreck-It Ralph, which is super villain enough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. Yeah, I'm glad you pitched this. I've been hearing a few good things about the bad guys. Um, now that you mentioned that again, here in the air, uh, I've been hearing some podcasts recently been like, hey, have you heard about this movie, The Bad Guys? So maybe I'll have to go back and check that one out in my own my own time. I haven't heard from anybody who's not a parent who like took their kids to see the bad guys, but every parent I have heard from says they really enjoyed it. It, it, There you go. Uh, Megamind. So for those of you who do not know what Megamind is, uh, we'll do a quick plot synopsis. Melissa, since this is one of your favorites, uh, what would you say the, the, the plot synopsis is? Megamind is a supervillain. He has a Superman-like origin story where he was like sent in like a little baby egg from space out of a dying planet. And he was sent alongside another alien baby from another dying planet. And that baby landed in some rich family's house and he grew up to become the city's superhero, Metro Man. But Megamind <laughs> landed in a prison. The prisoners were like, oh, baby, can we keep him? So he grew up to he grew up as a criminal. He grew up being taught criminal things. And so we've got this superhero and the supervillain grew up hating each other. They're absolute opposites and they're tearing the city apart. And Me- Metro Man always wins. Absolutely wipes the floor with Megamind. Megamind is a joke. And on the opening of the Metro Man Museum, Megamind tries one more like big outlandish scheme to try and kill him. And then he does. So he's defeated his nemesis. He is destroyed. There's, that was the only superhero in the city. It was just the two of them. And now the city is under his absolute control. And it's about him realizing, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. I don't have a purpose anymore since I destroyed my arch enemy. And he thinks that the only answer is to just make a new superhero for him to fight and just keep the loop going all over again. Yeah. And it's about how badly that goes. It's it's basically a story about a dog who's chasing his own tail and finally catches it. Right. And it's just like, well, (laughs) 
<laughs> now what? <laughs> now, now I'm hurt. Ouch. Ow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 a really, really good movie. There's some fun references to things along the way. Uh, some 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 good j- jokes, some good actors and a nice twist yeah. that I forgot about. Yes. Uh, in in this, too. It's 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 a good one. It's a fun one. Yeah, I think it's very funny. It's a really good. It's got a lot of inspiration from like uh, Superman, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. This was the first time that I realized that the new hero he makes is a guy named Hal Stewart named after two green lanterns. Yeah. And Megamind himself is like very Sinestro looking. He's Sinestro, but if he had like the leader's big head. Yeah. <laughs> this this might be my favorite DC film. <laughs> I'm going to have to say I'm sorry to the Suicide Squad and Shazam. I think it's this. Like how Galaxy Quest is the best Star Trek film. <laughs> you're 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 not wrong because when they first showed how stewart he's also in a green shirt with a like a white (laughs) circle on on it that looks like it would be like right where the superhero logo would be and yeah it's spot on and he like his name is Hal stewart right like how joe jordan and john stewart but he has the like red haircut and he has the attitude of guy gardner uh so it's just yeah it's he's all of the green lanterns mixed up in to one um Mm. yeah this movie is definitely a blast uh i i think the animation is a lot of fun i think yeah uh, especially with megamind like knowing he's often g- gonna get his butt kicked and stuff, he is mm. all about presentation. He is all about the yes. spectacle of of this whole thing, and I think that's kind of really where the movie shines uh, is in yeah. in the spectacle of what he's doing. Um, I there's a scene closer to the end where it, he just has this like giant j- 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 Jerome show going mm. on oh my god it's it's so cool it's amazing um <laughs> yeah so yeah i i think this is a lot of fun for the whole family yes indeed. put it on for anybody indeed um i i don't know if i really have much else to say like non-spoiler wise mm. there's some great performances in the air but i feel like yeah i kind of already mentioned most of that stuff um yeah so go let's go let's do our housekeeping yeah yeah watch it we'll do our housekeeping we can come back we'll do the spoilers come back and listen to it absolutely we'll be right back we put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make and yes we make multiple different shows here at the whatnots and we'd love it if you check them all out you can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice When you type in the whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at the whatnots, patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. 
You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. We thank you so much. Thank you. It means a lot. We appreciate it. Uh, cool things that we've been up to here at the Whatnots. Uh, last week, we read some more of Kaiju Max here on the review show. Uh, it's been one that we've been our, our end of the month special. So we will be finishing it up uh, here at the end of November. Uh, but yeah, that that comic is a lot of fun. Uh, and then it's man, it's coming up to the the Christmas t- time here real fast. With we, we already said it's holiday season, it's begun, uh, and we know here at the start of December we like to do our holiday pitches, uh, and it's coming up fast, coming up real fast yeah. here. So be on the lookout for all that stuff um, on the captain's log. Uh, we've been having some good fun over there talking about things that have been happening in our lives, some pop culture news, uh, all that good stuff. Our Rotten Tomatoes movie prediction episode is also coming up at the start of December. So be on the lookout for all of that. Uh, I I keep saying be on the lookout for all of that. You know what? Just be on the lookout for all of that. You don't even honestly have to look out like you just click the check for new episodes button on your podcast app and right, it yeah. does it. It does yeah. all the looking out. Refresh. Um, yeah. Last but not least, the reactor core. We have our reactions to Andor episodes seven through nine up uh, on the reactor core as well. Uh, we t- t- Today we are going to be recording a spoiler cast for Black Panther Wakanda forever. Uh, and uh, Melissa reminded me during the housekeeping break that uh, 1899 is coming out th- this week on Netflix. Uh, and we're super excited about that. So we're probably going to be covering that in some way, shape or form. We don't know exactly yet, uh, but it will be happening. Mm. So there you go. I think that is all the housekeeping I got for right now, though. So let's go ahead. And get into spoilers. All right. Here we are. Melissa, I have to say, I I forgot about the twist in this movie. I think that's Uh, where I want to start. Because I I knew the premise, right? Where it like, uh, oh, he finally kills the superhero. And then he just has to figure out what to do. Uh, I forgot that he faked his death yeah like the the hero was was just like you know what i'm kind of tired like i just i just want to do something else like let me live my life uh and decides to fake his death and then just go off into some secret bunker and read and learn to play music and (laughs) all that Mm -hmm. stuff uh i completely forgot about that and i think that was a pleasant surprise uh that i was just Mm -hmm. like oh i i had no idea that he was coming back here i forgot that that was (laughs) a thing in this he he 
he comes back into society, but not as the hero. Like you see him at the end there in yeah. his like trench coat uh, and and, yeah. and just, just stuff like that. But he 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 lets Megamind do his his thing there as Megamind kind of becomes the good guy by the end. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's a twist I remember, but there is like a nice like half hour in the middle of the movie where you you will forget temporarily yeah. until they get to his lair, uh, his his little like rock star music hangout where he's like <laughs> a music man now. That way I don't have to change the M on my costume. I play the guitar. <laughs> yeah, which you think <laughs> yeah, someone I'd... would if he was like planning on like releasing an album or something <laughs> like that. You think someone would put it together? Like that looks. Right. Oddly like Metro Man. <laughs> well, he's going to I imagine he's going to put on some Clark Kent glasses and then. Oh, yeah. No, that's a completely separate guy from Metro Man. I don't know who he it's is. Like, oh, he has like some scruff on his face. Like, yeah, he has a little bit of a beard. It's obviously not the same mm. person. Right. <laughs> Clearly different. Yeah, I, I like that twist. I like that he's. He fakes his death because he just has to get out of the game. He's like, I'm tired of this. I'm always at the city's beck and call. I'm always their hero. I have no time to be myself and explore other things, but I can't just quit. So he feels like faking his death is the only option. I I like that he doesn't turn his back on the city. He just stops turning his back on himself. He's like, "I I need me time. I need this. I deserve this. This is time for me now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I'd say in some ways he did turn his back on the city because how do we know how long it's been from when he faked his debt death to when like the secret is out that they find him in his bunker I there? I don't know. I, I, it's, I don't think we've got a clear time marker for the main events in the movie. I imagine it's like. A couple weeks, maybe like two months or something. We don't know like how long Megamind spends trashing the city before he's like, I'm bored and sad and I miss Metro. <laughs> right. Like it it there there is that. There has to be some kind of time because it seems like they are doing a lot of stuff, right? They are robbing all sorts of banks. He's taken over the equivalent of the white house in their city or whatever building yeah yeah just the mayor's office right yeah yeah the the Um, city hall and like he's doing all that stuff and the news cycle has gotten on has has moved on from like where is metro well uh, obviously they they think he's all he's dead but (laughs) uh, but they're like it is their hope left they have moved on from that and decided to just go and tell, like, are you ready to be a slave to Megamind? What you <laughs> need to know at nine, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, that is the, like, it, they've just become so dejected um, mm-hmm. that it seems like some significant time has passed. But that's, that yeah. is the only thing that makes me think, you know, maybe he kind of has turned his back. Because I, I get that everyone needs some me time right some time to recharge Mm. or rest up or do stuff like that uh but when they find him he has no intention of returning whatsoever um or at at least that is mentioned 
Yeah. And I'm not sure if he's even keeping up with what's going on in the city. Exactly. Like, I don't know if he had like the news on or anything. I think he's like, I'm I'm done with that. I like I'm not going to even hear the news. I don't even want to hear about threats because I'm not going out there to fight them. Like I'm done. I gave the city my best years. Now it's just me and my guitars. Right, yeah. <laughs> and his terrible song lyrics. <laughs> um but yeah, like it it I I really enjoyed that twist that cuz yeah, you 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 don't think about it. And then there's kind of a real quick twist again immediately after that when you see mm. when you think you see Metro Man out there fighting only to realize that, oh, yeah, it's Megamind. He has his like watch to like disguise yeah. him as all sorts of other mm. people. Uh, and so he's he's just using his image to like become the hero. Uh, yeah yeah to scare off titan yeah this is a movie with a really small cast it's like five characters it's megamind his minion minion metro man roxanne richie the reporter and love interest and hal the uh dopey camera guy turned potential superhero turned supervillain yeah and then there's like very minor roles played by the (laughs) the the prison warden and Bernard, the researcher who Megamind like takes over his life. Like it's got a really small, tight cast. There's there's like not a lot of fat on this story. Yeah. There's not a lot of supporting details that it doesn't need. I think it really gets the most out of that small cast. Like the the the, the actors are all really well cast. Will Farrell's doing his uh, back from Mugatu. He's here again to do his supervillain best. Mugatu. Lord Business, all the great villain roles he's played. <laughs> yeah. We've got David Cross as Minion, an excellent use of him. Uh, Tina Fey as Roxanne Ritchie, Missouri's own Brad Pitt as Metro Man. Uh, and Jonah Hill, I think, does a really great job as Hal. I think Hal is oh, yeah. a character that's really well balanced. I I was watching this movie and really appreciating how they could have made Hal more of a creep, more of a jerk, but they didn't. He continually remains more of a sad sack than he does a a creep. And I I really like that that's the direction they chose. Like, he's got this crush on Roxanne that she just sort of keeps brushing off. He's like, hey, do you want to come to a party? And she's like, oh, no, I don't really feel like being around a lot of people tonight i'm still dealing with the death of metro man and he's like well won't be a lot of people it's it's just you and me i made like a bunch of dip for us to eat i got a a bouncy castle he said like two gallons of dip (laughs) (laughs) so much dip and later when she turns him down he's like why'd i get a bouncy castle women like clowns Yeah, and when he when when Megamind gives him these powers, he like adapts really quickly. Like, oh, a superhero! Like the whole town thinks Roxanne Richie and Megamind and 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 Metro Man had this thing that she was the lowest lane to to his Superman, Uh, and she confesses to Megamind like he saved me a bunch of times. Like I like the guy, but we were never an item. Like we weren't a couple, but. Hal's got it in his head like oh if I was a superhero I bet she'd like me then and then when she doesn't he's he's more sad than he is angry and then he also learns about how Megamind it uh 
arranged this whole thing and was lying to him, put on that visage of like the Marlon Brando space dad. It's it's to try yeah, and teach it's, him. It's like a mix between Marlon Brando space dad and the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it's Marlon Brando from Superman, but also Marlon Brando from the Godfather added in there with like yeah. the p- pouchy cheeks and everything. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then Minion puts on a wig and an apron, and he's like, "I'm your space stepmom." And then when Hal finds out that Mega Mind was lying to him that there was a, there never was a space dad, he's like, "You lied to space stepmom like that? How could you?" <laughs> like as soon as Hal has lost uh, Roxanne, that like even when he's a superhero, she still doesn't want to date him. He also learns about Mega Mind's betrayal and that. That makes his rage at the end of the movie more like a general rage at like life and how things don't work out his way and not a specific rage at her. Like as soon as she dumps him, he is over her. Like he doesn't keep going after her. He's not like, but look, Roxanne, I can do this. If I kidnap you, then you'll like me. Like she turns him down and he accepts it. Like he doesn't go after her again. Mm -hmm. I was watching this thinking about Todd and like all those other guys on She-Hulk. Like, I think Hal is a better guy than most of the guys on She-Hulk. Yeah, the 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 lesser of two evils here. Yeah. <laughs> but like I I appreciate things like that. How there's a guy who they could have made very bad and they gave him some bad qualities, but also knew when they didn't have to go so far. When he when he had moments when he could be like a little bit more empathetic. Where you do kind of feel bad for like how he got these powers by accident, like how he's been lied to, how Roxanne like never really told him, hey, I don't like you in that way. Uh, You're a valued coworker, but no, I don't want to go to a party with you. What's interesting to me is that his origin as a villain is almost like it it is still 100 percent comic bucky. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it also isn't like it's it's also kind of avoiding some of the tropes or like just just slightly right yes Um, yeah because i i think you you were talking about this a couple weeks ago when we watched the twilight zone Mm. uh and in the monsters are due on maple street they hear this kid being like i think it's aliens because i read it in a comic book once that this is what they did Mm. Mm. uh and then people just start jumping to all of these conclusions like well i've seen you at like two in the morning staring up at the sky what are you doing les goodman um and they just jump to all these conclusions. And I feel like the the stereotypical thing for his supervillain origin would have been to be rejected by the girl he likes. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That's how he becomes yeah. the villain. Um, but I, I like. On. And I, I think that's what makes it cheesy. That's what makes it comic booky in the sense that that still happens, right? He still gets reject rejected mm-hmm. by this girl, mm-hmm. girl, but then they subvert it by not having that be the thing that pushes him over the edge. Yes, it, it is, exactly. It is one of the straws on the camel's back, but it is not yeah. the straw, right? Um, and like it, 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 it's it's once he has this like double betrayal it's not just the, yeah. like, the girl that he likes but it's kind of his entire world has been changed so fast yeah. that he just can't keep up 
is is almost mm-hmm. what it is. Uh, and I feel like that's a much more realistic portrayal of how someone becomes I, I don't want to say becomes evil, but like becomes such a radically different person that they mm-hmm. do become the bad guy. Right. Or they lash out in the way that he do, he does. It's not it's usually not just one single thing, but it's all sorts of stuff. Uh, yeah. The world has moved on. The He got rege- rejected. He found out someone lied to, to him. He got betrayed. Yeah. Like there's all this stuff. Uh, yeah. So. So, yeah. And then, like you said, at the end there, he just has this kind of general rage, which mm-hmm. sounds maybe cardboard flimsy, but it is. I feel like actually more accurate. Yeah, I I like that he doesn't take everything in the world that he's mad at and like pin it on Roxanne, make her like the symbol of every time he's ever felt let down. She's just one out of several things that upset him. And he it turns into like I said, she, he's not mad at her so much as he's mad at fate. You know, he, He's mad at the world. Right. And when he kidnaps her, it's not to like try and get her or get her back or anything. It's just as like a bargaining chip against Megamind. Like Megamind becomes more of the symbol of all the stuff he's upset at. And I think there's a lot of there's a good amount of sadness in Jonah Hill's voice performance. And in the animation, like he doesn't have like angry eyebrows. He's got sad eyebrows. Like, I think it does a lot to make you still kind of feel for Hal and not make him like such a terrible person that like you feel icky when he is on screen and like in the like dance montage at the end of the movie you see him dancing too and you feel okay about that like you still like Hal enough that it's funny when you see him dancing yeah indeed um yeah yeah Yeah, I, I, I think they did a really really good good job with that and I think on the flip side, I think they did an equally good job with Megamind, too, because yeah. like the, you often don't see stories about villains, except mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. Sony t- trying to do anything with the Spider-Man <laughs> universe. Uh, but the like, that's the thing, it, like to have an audience empathize with the mm. villain and then turn him into a good guy you don't really see that kind of movie very often mm. and if you do see that within a movie it's maybe not the main focus and also maybe not given the right amount of time for it to actually mm. work uh, but i think it works here with this and i i think they start laying that groundwork from square one from yes it's it's all of the jokes in the writing it's all of the way he's presented that he is the one that's picked last on the team but it's not in this like "Mm, i'll get them for picking me last it's just like yeah i guess no one likes me but i have my minion right like he's he's happy Mm -hmm. he's happy to be there with his minion um he he is it's not the it's not this anger that is building up inside him there is this sadness there is this loneliness uh to 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 him because he knows every time he does something he's about to get his butt whooped um but he still goes out there and does his thing right 
in his opening like introductory speech to the audience he's like then then i began all these battles with metro man he won some i almost won others (laughs) right yeah like the the origin when they're little kids is like he goes to school. He's able to leave the prison and go to school. Uh, and he wants shul. to do what? Met- Let me c- correct you there. Like, to shul. <laughs> he, keeps, he keeps mispronouncing things. Like he ca- they live in Metro City and he keeps calling it Metrocity. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't understand our earth tongue. But he, he goes to shul and he wants to do what little Metro man does and like uh, to you know, impress the kids with his powers. Like he doesn't have powers, but he's really, really smart and he can like build contraptions and like everything he does backfires. Everything he does like to, to puts the other kids in danger and the Metro man saves them and the teacher gives him like a little gold star and Megamind realizes if bad is all I'm good at, I'm going to be the best at bad that I can be. He's like, this is the one area where I can excel. I can't do what Metro Man does, but he can't do what I do either. Right, so I'm yeah. just going to be very good at wreaking havoc. Yeah, I, I, I think for me, right from the get go, where it is doing the parody of the Superman or- origin, mm-hmm. where they're sending him off on the space craft because uh, their planet is getting sucked into a black hole. Uh, and then they say, but little did I know that there was a second spaceship from yes. the sister planet. That's Supergirl. Like, that is the origin of <laughs> Supergirl. So I'm like, oh, it's like Supergirl. And and then it's just like him. Yeah. And it's like, okay, wait, which which one is the gir- girl here in this situation? Like, <laughs> it's just it's 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 funny how they they subvert the superman origin with the supergirl origin instead it's not not even like oh he's like lex luther like he's this real smart Mm. like business investor uh like like, no he's just he's an alien (laughs) right Um, yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's so funny um but i i i think even jokes like that get you to like the character um, yeah. And and how it, like they, they've also d- d- done Superman stories of like, well, what if he landed somewhere else instead of America? Yes. Right. There's Superman Red Sun where it's like, what if he landed in in communist Russia uh, back in the day? How how would have that that have changed uh, ch- changed things? And. They do the same thing here without getting into politics. I'm just like, what if it's 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 more classist, right? Where where it's like he like mm-hmm. where Metro Man lands at this like rich household with this like uncaring <laughs> h- husband who's just like, oh yes, I got you a gift. <laughs> oh, a baby! How thoughtful, right? <laughs> it's like yes, I. He's like yes, I you. saw it and thought of you. <laughs> <laughs> and and but then like those the the. the <laughs> two ships hit each other as as yeah. as uh, as Mega Mind ship is about to go into this rich family's yard, uh, and it knocks him into, as you mentioned, the prison. And it's just like that's that's also kind of g- genius that like it it yes. knocks him into that, and then it's just so stupid that they keep him. And it's just it's mm-hmm. so dumb, right. but it's great. It's like oh, can we keep him? <laughs> The inmates raise him. Apparently, yes. Right. <laughs> Apparently, yes. You can keep an alien baby and just raise him as, as your amalgamated son. He's just got like a half a dozen prison dads who raised him. 
those characters never come back. We never see the prison dads. We never see like mega, uh, like Metro Man's rich parents. Right. Like they exist only for this origin story, like opening 10 minutes of the movie. And then we never see them again. We have no idea what they think of their son's actions. This is, I I feel like Megamind is a franchise or could be a franchise. Yeah. It it is an IP that that, that, that is ripe with like, hey, there there are these other characters we could check in on. Are these really the only two superheroes out there? How does the rest of the world react to them being the only two? Which is, I think, something else that is interesting about this movie as well. A lot of superhero movies do this where... If you're what like before the like connectedness of the MCU, mm-hmm. every superhero he- was like the only superhero in their respective movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you get a mention of yeah. someone, but that was it. Um, and so I, I think in like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, right, like you have. You have him trying to figure out how his webs work. You have that montage of like, go, go, gadget, web, fly, web, fly, <laughs> fly, <Right>? web, fly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you have that stuff. But you also mentioned that when Titan gets his powers, yes. he's just kind of easily very well adjusted to that. Like it's part of the culture. Um, which mm-hmm. we know that Mega Mind is obviously the like beloved protector of that city. That seems to be the culture of of that city. But I'm wondering, just like how how much does superheroes as a concept exist within that city? Like, is this something that they're playing? In video games, do they have books about it, comics, like all of that? Like, what is that culture like? Because that might be why he's so well adjusted. Like they they show his place. Of course, it's after he gets his powers. So he could have stolen all of that stuff. But he has like video (laughs) games, right? They make reference to like Donkey Donkey Kong in here and, and stuff like that. So he seems like he is a nerd. Right. It seems like that would be his stuff. But he's also like a film nerd, like a like a a, not film as in like movies, but like he has a poster of uh, what's her name uh, on on his wall. Yeah. Roxanne. And when when she's like begging for him to return to his normal self. Like the stuff that she looks upon him fondly, or I, I don't know how to say yeah. that, is, is like, what yeah, happened she's like, to the nerd that loved being a cameraman? Like, that was you. Like, you're, you're a nerd about that. You're a geek about yeah. that stuff. Like, that was awesome. Yeah, she's like, you, you love video games and eating dip. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I feel like for him to just kind of immediately get how mm. to fly and not have to have yeah. this montage they do make a couple jo- jokes in there of like okay he did mm. not know how to fly perfect like right off the bat but he knows how right yeah i found that really interesting that he just kind of it like was just like oh i'm a superhero that must mean i can do th-. and he just goes off and it's yeah. just like how, how? 
How does he know how to do all that? Well, stuff? I guess we don't Show know if this superheroes. <laughs> yeah, we don't know if superheroes are a big fictional trope in this world. But you think about him as a cameraman. How much of Metro Man has he shot over right. the years? Like he probably is just studying like Metro Man's form, like in the back of his mind, and he's like, oh, like Metro Man does, like him. Yeah. Like there's only one superhero in this world, but he's so incredibly prevalent, especially in this guy's life. I imagine like that's kind of what he's modeling himself after. Probably. The, yeah. My favorite part of the storyline is that Mega Mind gives him a costume with a big T on it. And he's like, you're called Titan. And then during his like rage destruction, Titan goes and like spells his name with his like laser eye vision, like across the city skyline. And he spells it T I G H T N to make something tighter. Because <laughs> it's cool. It's tight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like that, that he never saw it written down. He just heard it wrong and absolutely adopted this thing that he misheard. I also, I like the rock and roll vibe that these costumes have. Titan's like co- the co- 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 costume like really reminds me of like evil Knievel. Oh yeah, it's got like sequins on it with yeah. like this big T across his like chest flaming and like fiery tea. Yeah. letter. Yeah, and then Mega Mind, of course, has got this sort of like metal aesthetic where he's like in the skin tight black outfit with like the big cape with like the metal spikes on it it's more and, and more the metro man's all avant-garde as it goes on his yeah. black mamba cape is just huge mamba. <laughs> right <laughs> and it's so funny when he takes the cape off and he's a giant head with a skinny little body <laughs> And the Metro Man's got a very Elvis sort of outfit also with this like big cape with like fur on it. And yeah. he's got like fringe on his gloves. Like they seem less like traditional superhero outfits. Well, it's that mixed with like rock star, like performance costumes and a little bit of like wrestler outfits. Yeah. I like that there's a lot of other sort of texts of performance and rivalry in the story besides just the classic superhero and supervillain tales. For sure. I, I, I wonder if there's more to that. Like, I, I guess mm. I, I'm just not the music historian, so I don't know all that. Yeah. Stuff. Like, I wonder how much of Metro Man looking like Elvis, obviously being named the king of rock and roll, and Megamind mm. in this more like metal style of, of yeah. rock and roll. Like it like is is there some kind of history in in there? Did someone take the limelight? I mean, there there, there obviously is this stuff with Elvis kind of co-opting the black culture mm. and stuff like that. I don't think that seems to be the read in this mm. movie. But I'm wondering if more so within its own genre of 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 mm. like is metal more vilified because like kiss? oh yeah uh, do they think yeah, it's more satanic yeah. like what what, what 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 what's going on there with that I I wonder if there was something a little bit more behind the scenes with yeah, that yeah yeah. 
Megamind is is very Kiss. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I have this movie on Blu-ray, and I listened to the DVD commentary once, and it talked about how at the beginning of the movie, Roxanne is wearing a red dress, and she slowly shifts her outfits into a blue palette the more huh. she gets to know Megamind. Like mid, like the night of their big date where he's going to confess to her, I I accidentally fell into like living as Bernard, uh, but really I am Megamind. Like she's wearing a purple dress, like this exact midpoint between like the red that is not in Metro Man's costume, but sort of symbolizes this, this good heroic life she was le- leading. And then like the blue dress she wears at the end of the movie when like her and Megamind are dating and he's the superhero of the city now. Yeah. Like she's wearing a purple dress at this turning point in her life. Well, and Alyssa, I, I like that use of color. Know, red and blue make purple. <laughs> <laughs> it's inside. We've joke. famously discussed it before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But I, I like that. I like that there's a lot of aspects of this movie even though it's fairly stripped down, like I said, there's really just five main characters we're dealing with. There's a lot of attention to detail put in those characters and the setting that we're in. Sometimes it feels kind of sparse. Like there's scenes that where they're on like a very empty city street with like nothing on it. But when there is a crowd scene that you can see that the crowd is kind of repetitive. Like there's a scene where Metro man goes around and like kisses babies, but it's all like the same baby model just sort of colored differently. And it's all a bunch of these adults in the audience. Like they were like, we can make an adult model and a baby model. Nobody is 12. (laughs) We we don't, we don't have the time or budget to make that much variety in the audience. Yeah. But I really like the physical city. I like the architecture of the city. The Metro city feels like a, a very real place like there's some New York in there there's some Chicago in there at yeah. least in my experience like driving from St. Louis to Chicago it's just like miles and miles of farmland and then suddenly like the city skyline is just there like this huge thing on the horizon when you're driving up there and then these aerial shots when they're like flying over the city that's kind of how it looks is that it's like a more distant rural landscape and then this huge like city block with these massive skyscrapers they do the scale of this movie really well like the buildings look truly huge there's so many of them like you understand how this is a city big enough that this one hero and this one villain have been fighting their way across it for like 20 or 30 years yeah it's like so this year here on the review show i've tried to get a lot more kaiju content yes these these giant monsters and that is something that i think is interesting about those movies is the perspective of just what is big what is small uh what do we spend time on and in a similar way like i i i don't mean this to be like that man the city feels like a character it feels like a real but like (laughs) it's it like with these larger than life characters of metro man and mega mind it is like like it's them and the city it's not really about Mm the other people around them like this is not a movie about like metro man needs to save the people because he's really empathetic it's not it's not megamind learning to be like i really need to care for people it's it's this dance that they 
do. It's them and the city. And that's it. And I think that's why, like, just less attention to, like, the people or crowds or stuff like that. Why creatively they could say, like, yeah, we just didn't put as much into that. Because it feels like it's not really needed. I don't know. I don't know, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, exactly. Like we don't need to have the voice of the people. We don't know a single citizen's name (laughs) except for Bernard. You just sort of this like, yeah, except for Bernard, who's like the librarian at the meg at the Metro man, like museum and library. And he's like the mega mind expert and that he's the one who's put the most effort into studying, not just Metro man, but his foe. Like he's written books on mega mind. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the museum. I like the massive statue of of Metro Man just spinning around there over this like reflecting pool. I love this giant. It kind of reminds me of those massive sculptures that are across Gotham City in like Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> just Gotham City's full of like giant atlases. Yeah. And, and I love the scene where Megamind has become so sad at the loss of of metro man like he didn't realize what he was losing that he goes there in his pajamas his cape and his cape with a bouquet of roses to like talk to the metro man statue and say like there's so much we didn't get to do i had so many things planned that you never got to foil i never got to do the illiteracy beam (laughs) (laughs) and he like throws the roses at the statue and he's like well friend this really is goodbye I'm going to blow this entire place up. It, it hurts too much. I can't bear to look at the memories. Yeah. So good. Um, th- and so that is the scene where Bernard also kind of enters yeah, the yeah. P- p- picture here. Is is Bernard himself supposed to look like anyone? Like, is his appearance? I don't know. Br- he looks so familiar. Like, it, it looks like I should be he like. kind of does yes uh, it looks like that one character from that one but i don't know who. like it's i can't place it i i can tell you he's voiced by ben stiller that's all i know i don't know man uh but so let me ask you this how do you think time works when you get hit by his dehydration (laughs) beam because from the perspective of Bernard, for all we know, he gets hit with this yeah. beam on his job at the, the Metro Man Museum. And when he comes to, it's now been changed to like a Mega Mind Museum. <laughs> is, is this instant to, to him that he gets hit with this and then wakes up like in the washing machine? Or or like, does he know that he's stuck in, in this? What happened? Like, I, I want to know his story. It's like Planet of the Apes. You blew it up, you monster. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We never get Bernard's side of things. We, it's like he goes into a Pokeball or something and right? bursts out at the end of the film because Megamind forgot to took the dehydration cube out of his pocket before he did laundry. And he, Bernard just emerges from the washing machine. So, it's so strange so strange but yeah like, like that's, <laughs> we, that's why i'm saying this needs this at, yeah, at least yeah. needs like a megamind 2 right we need a sequel oh somehow gosh. to like check i need in. comics yeah 
I need a Something. graphic novel expansion. Yeah, absolutely. We we haven't really talked about Minion. I find Minion very entertaining. I like that him and Mega Mind are genuinely like very sweet friends. Like Mega Mind, I guess, kind of bosses him around, but Minion like likes to help him. Uh, it, it kind of reminds me of that last episode of the Venture Brothers where the Monarch and Henchman Twenty One go through that like villainy ceremony. And 21's like, he's my best friend and I am here to help him with his hate. I know you could make me a full solo supervillain, but I don't want it. I want to be his henchman. Yeah. <laughs> so great. It's 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 also just another facet to the kind of comic book tropes that they are pulling yeah. in. And it it is more of that. Uh, just the like it's a braid and a jar, uh, like yes. that kind of super villain horror thing. What's the? Uh, there's the DC villain. I think it's just the brain is his name, and that's exactly what he is. He is this like <laughs> brain in this like moving robot uh thing there. That that's always fun when they do stuff like that, or it's mm. like full floating eyeballs in yeah. some like jar of goo. goo. Um, I, that stuff is always so a blast. Minion, Minion is like a weird little like fish. He's he's like, like a, a, a lung fish or something. Yeah, he's something, like a yeah. piranha. And like when Megamind's a baby and his parents are putting him in this capsule to take him away from the exploding planet, they're like, here is your minion. He will help you. And it's like, how is a fish in an orb going to help this baby? <laughs> like, it's not until later that Megamind like invents him this weird, like half gorilla, half robot, like suit to walk around in. Right. Yeah. I don't know what he does before he gets that. Not even like a fish man suit. To, like here, here we'll make no, you like right, a, exactly. a street shark it's no we'll make you a gorilla <laughs> it's so funny how he's just sort of like a mishmash of different things that look cool and they don't necessarily look cool when you put them all together but minion he's so sweet he's so polite i like that his he's absolutely there to like help megamind with his goal of just defeat metro man take over the city and once they've done that, like Megamind is tired and bored of it, but Minion's still kind of into it. And he doesn't get the whole fascination with making a new superhero. Like he doesn't like the plan with Titan. He doesn't like Megamind getting close to Roxanne. Right. And like, that's the breaking point. He's like, if this date is more important to you than like continuing to destroy the city, like, I don't know if I want to be a part of this. And he leaves. And I forget exactly what he says when he storms off. It's something like, I hope you're satisfied or whatever. Mm -hmm. But what Megamind yells at him is, I will. And he says, that doesn't even make sense, which is like maybe too much of like a hat on a hat to cap off that joke. Yeah. It totally comes back when Megamind just very sadly says, I know. <laughs> I know that doesn't make sense. Because nothing makes sense to him right now. His world That's... has been shattered and taken away. And he's just like, I don't know how to make sense of this. I don't know how to make sentences. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's such that a great choice in this movie. So many times when they could choose to play a character angry, they play them a little sad instead. <laughs> that's really yeah that's a that's a, that's a good observation for sure 
Man, I yeah. I want to. I think my favorite joke in the movie is when uh, Mega Mind, who's disguised himself as Bernard just as a temporary thing, like he's dehydrated Bernard, put the cube in his pocket, and he uses his like shape shifting watch to take over to like look like Bernard, right? Just so that Roxanne like won't know it's him, and then he's not like deliberately trying to trick her, but mm. they sort of. She meets him there at the Metro Man Museum when it's about to explode. And he like gets out of that. Like he helps get her get out of there because he's like, I don't I don't want this lady to die. Like, I want to keep kidnapping her. Right. Like, yeah. That's that's what's fun for me. <laughs> and so he helps her get out of there. And she's like, gee, Bernard, thank you for your help. <laughs> and like she like gets his number. And later she texts him like, hey, Bernard, do you, I think Megamind is still out here. Like, I think we can help take him down. Do you want to help me defeat Megamind now that Metro Man isn't here? So Megamind has just fallen into pretending to be Bernard and helping Roxanne defeat himself. And she calls him. Uh, when she's like outside the lair, like, hey, Bernard, I think I found Mega Mind's lair. There's a sign outside that's a secret lair. Right. <laughs> secret door. Do not look. He he always makes it look like an observatory. So they just look for an observatory <laughs> and that's the, it. the only building in town with a fake observatory on top. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like yelling at Minion in the background. And she's like, what was that, Bernard? What did you say? And he like goes back to the phone. And he's like, oh, no, Roxanne, I wasn't yelling at you. I was yelling at my mother's urn. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I, it's ridiculous. I, so, I love that line. I love your weakness is copper. I think this movie is very funny. I laugh at this movie a lot. There's yeah. lines from this movie I will say to myself just in my own head for funsies. <laughs> um that 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 is also really inter- interesting though that uh Metro Man's supposed weakness is copper and then when they find him in his uh like his little mm. secret liar there and he's doing his song his songs about how he has eyes that can see through lead which is oh. exactly what superman can't see through oh man yeah um and then copper like who, who has a weakness to copper right. like he, money he, like if i threw a penny <laughs> at, at you you'd be like dude ow oh, oh god <laughs> oh, i can have any drink at this bar but not a moscow mule you can make me one but don't serve it to me in the traditional <laughs> copper mug his arch nemesis is a guy with a tube sock full of pennies <laughs> smacking <laughs> him <with that. laughs> The weave is too loose. The copper is touching me. <laughs> but of course he makes it up because like Megamind right, like traps yeah. him in the observatory, which has this like copper dome. And he's like, copper's my weakness. Oh no, I'm going to die. I'm definitely not faking my own death. <laughs> um, what? So let's talk a little bit more about the romantic relationship between uh Roxanne and yes. Megamind here because that I I I feel also has an an interesting story to tell here too that uh it it is also kind of a a, a weird a, a, like funhouse mirror look at Lois falling in love with Clark the like nerdy geeky yeah, yeah. guy in, in in instead but it's it right it's just megamind disguised as that but it's it's still mega like he's not like that is the one weird thing about that relationship is that now 
like what does she do now is she, is she in love with megamind or did she think bernard was hot right like uh, well, i think she just like saw bernard around probably interviewed him once i don't think she had like any sort of relationship with bernard besides like oh, knowing right, right. what his name is but now that she knows that bernard is this whole separate person that she yeah hasn't actually spoken to like what what does she do with that like does she be like i actually <laughs> like i mean at, at the end of the film she obviously is dating mega mind and yes. not bernard actual bernard so i she did go for the like it's not the looks that matter right but that's just it's it's a that that's what I meant by it's this like weird fun house mirror distortion yeah. of that because it's not necessarily that trope what it is but it's not mm. but it's messy but it's not they just don't really address I, the like weirdness of it if that makes sense I I'll, I'll say that I like that Mega Mind isn't doing any of this on purpose like he just accidentally fell into whoops i have to disguise myself as bernard yeah. she thinks i'm bernard it's sort of practical that i work with her to sort of she thinks we're defeating megamind but i'm megamind it's secret so i can sort of like throw her off the trail or whatever and then he starts really enjoying her company and she really enjoys his company yeah there's a really sweet scene where they like ha like they're walk they, they start doing social things together like they're taking a bike ride through the park right she's like oh there's all this trash here like i used to come here all the time with my mom and then megamind like starts cleaning up all the trash in the park and minion's like i don't see how this is part of our evil plan sir and like they have that picnic and she's like i'll tell you a secret i was never a thing with metro man and he's like i'll tell you a secret uh, kids in school didn't like me and she's like well it's too bad that we didn't go to school with each other and and they all dance and it's very cute and i like when they have this fancy dinner date that he's like he wants to come clean to her like he does not like that he is lying to her right yeah and he's like roxanne let's say that i had a very large head the color of a popular primary color how, <laughs> how would you feel about me then <laughs> and like she like they're kissing and she reaches over and like touches his hand and like accidentally clicks the button on the watch that makes him turn back into mega mind so she pulls back from the kiss and she's kissing mega mind and then he's like what oh no and he like tries to go back to bernard and he goes through every other disguise he has in his watch like space dad and and the, the warden yeah yeah she she throws champagne on him it makes the watch glitch out but yeah i i think it's sweet i I do like the connection that they have. And like Me I said, too. I like that he he's not lying to her on purpose. And when he is lying to her just due to circumstances, due to happenstance, he does not like it. And he really tries to get out of it when he realizes things are going too far. He's like, I have to tell you the truth. Yeah, I, I, I like that. He's not doing it maliciously. He's not doing it like, let, let yeah. me like. Let me romance Megamind or uh, Metro Man's girl because that'll show him. Right. It's right. It's not his goal. Like at the beginning of the movie, like he ha he does not have anything for Roxanne until he does. Like it was never his goal to kidnap Roxanne because he likes her. It's not his goal to impersonate a normal human because he likes her. He, he doesn't like her until they have this accidental bonding. Right. And it's it's also it's a great way for 
the city to kind of really understand mega mind and understand him get his yeah. side of the story out there um because i mean she is a reporter she can write these stories and i think by this time by the end of the movie she's kind of figured out like oh this guy's not like evil evil like he's not doing mm. this just because he wants to like he's doing this kind of for the song and dance for the performance he knows that he's not good like at being good right it is this thing of just like well if i'm not good at all these other things i might as well just play my part right and he he just gets he just got stuck with that role because he has this blue skin this giant forehead right and all sorts of stuff there so, yeah, I I enjoy it. I I like it a lot. Um, this mm-hmm. movie is good. It's fun and it's short too. It's not a big long yeah. Uh, Ninety six minutes. I think, yeah, it's only it's only like an hour and a half ish. Uh, which is which is good. I I I like that 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 length for a movie. Mm-hmm. I, I will always take more. This is a movie I like. I have thoroughly enjoyed like since it came out in twenty ten. <laughs> been my favorite since then and i i i wish it was better known uh i wish more people saw it uh and i i wish there was like a little bit more to it like like i think the dvd comes with like one bonus short film like every dvd of an animated film came with a bonus short film but no nobody has touched it since then uh there's no like mega mind series on peacock or whatever (laughs) unfortunately for us oh well oh well uh well there you go i think that is about all i have to say on megamind what a good film good stuff good it was a blast uh melissa any kind of final thoughts as i pull up bingo here you have a square you can cross off and i did not even realize it when i pitched this movie Kyle, I was thinking that my next set of pitches for the first weekend of December would have to be Kyle is a holiday gift to you. I give you three movies with a Hans Zimmer score. (laughs) This movie has a Hans Zimmer score. This movie has a Hans Zimmer score. Indeed. Another DC connection. This is the best DC film. Exactly. Let me see. Let me get that highlight out. There you go. I can mark off Hans Zimmer's score on my car, which gives me two more bingos. Finally. There we go. (laughs) It only took 11 months. (laughs) The only ones that I need left are reaction of an animal to judge trustworthiness and no time Mm. to eat breakfast. Mm. Melissa, you still need a paper bag of tall groceries uh, and expository art yeah that's what you need there but there you go that is our little little, little bingo update for you here we're cl- closing in it's it's probably real close we might even be tied i don't know if oh, the man. space is being in different places if that affects it exactly i guess it would maybe who knows it's just whoever is the most bingos and yeah depending on where or, our or blank spaces are fills I up their card first because if you fill up your card yeah. first then and you know um that's the most bingos you can't have more exactly exactly 
so there you go. That is our update for Bingo. Let me sw switch us back over here and close that down. Uh, Melissa, let's do recommendations yes. for people who liked Megamind. What else might they like? I imagine if you've seen Megamind, you've already seen The Incredibles, uh, which is another great movie about uh, the superhero supervillain relationship and what turns somebody into a supervillain, even when they're trying to be a superhero. Yeah. And how hard the superhero life is and how you just want to get away sometimes. Um, that, uh, I think, another is the team up that we all need. We need the villain from The Incredibles. And then the syndrome mega mind. Yeah. Syndrome. Where's our syndrome and Titan movie? Right. Exactly. Angry red, ignored redheaded men. This is the league of ignored redheaded men. I recommend that. I mentioned the venture brothers, which is another wonderful story about sort of subverting superhero and supervillain tropes. And it's a lot about the relationship between superheroes and supervillains, especially in, in that case where it's a villain who's obsessed with a hero yeah. and nobody really knows why the hero is like, I don't, I don't know why you have it out for me. And even the villain's like, I don't really know either, but this is my life's purpose now. Yeah. Um, and uh, go ahead. If you have some more, I've got, I have several more. The tick. The tick would be great. Yep. Uh, the, Kim Possible, which is, <laughs> I think, a little bit more on like the. She's not really a superhero, but she's definitely got super villains. If you want another great blue super villain, please turn to Dr. Draken. He's there for you. <laughs> and the Disney live action movie Sky High, yes. written by the creators of Kim Possible, it feels very similar, which is about a high school in the sky where superheroes and sidekicks go to train. Uh, and it's about the, a, a kid who's the son of like the two biggest superheroes in the world, like the Superman and Wonder Woman of this world. And his powers hasn't, haven't come in yet. So he goes to school, like with all this pressure on him to be the next big superhero. And he's like, I don't even know what I do. So when he doesn't have anything to show off, they throw him in hero support, which is the sidekick track. Yeah. Uh, and he accidentally falls for a uh, mad scientist supervillain in disguise as just the school's uh, student council president. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, let's see my recommendations. I So they the superhero st st stories often do the like, what if Superman went bad st 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 story, yeah. right? They focus on the, the act of him going Bad, or what caused him to go yeah. bad or the moment that he goes bad there so there's some some stories out there if you want mm. that stuff uh which i feel like is is almost the opposite of megamind here of of like yeah. what if the villain went good right like <laughs> what yeah if lex i mean lex Luthor tries to do good things all the time in his own way he tries to take credit and get people to like him and stuff like that but what 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 if genuinely he tried to go good um as i, I think what mega mind is but uh on the review show we have covered a comment called irredeemable uh by mark wade and peter kraus 
Uh, and that is essentially a story about that world's like main superhero going bad. Uh, so if you yeah. liked this, but maybe want something a little more adult or a little more a little more graphic or intense, mm. uh, then I would say irredeemable. Go check that. that yeah, out too. I think the Plutonian is a cautionary tale for what happens if you don't pull a Metro man and let yourself have time away despite what happens to the city. Like that's a large part of what makes that character snap is that every time he tries to get away and take a break, something bad happens. Like he always gets pulled back. Yeah. Like he doesn't feel like he can stop at any point. And his villain, Professor Modius definitely wants to live in a world where they just keep fighting each other over and over. They, he over wants again. that dance, right? And just the, they want that song and dance. <laughs> I think you were going to say something else. And that's also true. <laughs> he wants something else that starts with a D. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, in that same vein, the, well, okay. That, that wasn't a good segue considering what we were just talking about there. Uh, <laughs> If you also, uh, if you want some, some more stuff like irredeemable, uh, go read Invincible. Uh, go watch the yeah. A, 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 go watch the animated sh show Invincible. Um, I cannot wait for season two of of, yeah. of that. That is fantastic. Uh, but then if you want more of a like world that less focuses on like the moment or why superman went bad and did all, all of that stuff but more of like what if the villains took over uh in in injustice uh is a story mm. about superman going bad but then focuses on the world after that what what happens after okay. um and uh there there of of, co of course are some hit video gay gay games uh that those comics are based off of but i have heard nothing but good things about those comics um that they are surprisingly really really good for just being like this licensed adaption mm. of a video game here they're like oh huh. this is actually like surprisingly good you need to read these um so that would be one to check out and then in terms of other DreamWorks movies, I I only ever saw it once, but I have a fondness for Bolt. That's a DreamWorks that's a, one, That's right? a Disney. No? That's it. a Disney. I, well, the movie stands. I don't know why, because I've only seen it once, but I have a fondness for Bolt. And I feel like that would fit mm. in with, with this for some reason here. I don't know why I've I've also only seen Bolt once. I don't remember it well. I will tell you another DreamWorks movie you can there. look to. I think the bad guys might be DreamWorks. I, I haven't watched it yet. As we said earlier, heard the bad guys is good. We'll get to it. Uh, they did a movie called Monsters versus Aliens. Ah. That I think also got lost to time where there's a it's really a take on like 50s monster B movies right? Yeah. where this normal woman's like about to get married and she's having this outdoor wedding and then like there's some strange storm that comes 
she like she gets hit by a meteorite or struck by lightning or something and then she turns into a giant woman and so they put her in a containment facility with like other monsters there's like a bug scientist there's a goo blob there's like a really buff fish man and uh i think her would-be husband turns on her now that she's a freak but she finds that these other freaks are her true friends there you go good stuff good stuff indeed uh cool i think that's about it for recommendations so it is my turn to do some pitches for the Mm -hmm. show let me pull up all of my notes here so i kind of have a grab bag of stuff uh because i know my my Pitch in December. I want to do a holiday themed pitch, winter holiday themed, who knows what exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, this is kind of my like last chance to get stuff that it like I like I, that that I would want to, to do. Like, is, right. is my like yeah. my last hurrah for this year here. So, we got a grab bag of stuff that Kyle would be okay. really into. <laughs> No. That's, that's the theme here. Pitch number one is a recent anime. It is a tie-in to a video game. This is Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Um, <laughs> this is, like I said, an anime by Studio Trigger, um, based off okay. of the board g- g- game Cyberpunk. Board, uh, which, board game. It's a tabletop RPG. Yeah. Uh, okay. It might not be board game. I don't know. I, I don't play tabletop RPGs. But yes, there is also Cyberpunk 2077, a video game which I super enjoy. And if you haven't played it yet, you should because it's great, uh, despite its rough launch. Um, but I've I'd, everyone has been like, oh, shit, this is good. This is extra good. <laughs> um so the, the 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 plot here uh says in a dystopia overrun by corruption, crime, and cybernetic implants, an impulsive but talented street kid named David, after losing everything he has in a drive-by shooting, makes the choice to survive on the wrong side of the law as an edge runner, a high-tech black market mercenary known as, also known as a cyberpunk. Uh, it is set in Night City, a self-reliant metropolis located in the free state of California that suffers from extensive corruption, cybernetic addiction, and gang violence. Uh, this city is split into six districts, blah, 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 blah. The anime's story is primarily set in Santo Domingo, the oldest and poorest and most industrial district of Night City. Um, it is standalone, but it d- d- does tie into uh, something like very loosely ties into the video gig game um, that came out recently. You don't need to have played it to watch this, but I have heard phenomenal stuff about this. And of course, it's Studio Trigger. People really, really like uh, the AI stuff. We have covered Pro Mayor. Uh, here on the show, here on the review show, uh, mm. they did that. They did Kill a Kill. Uh, they even recently did one of the uh, Star Wars shorts on Star Wars Visions. Uh, so that's pitch number one. Oh. Cyberpunk 
edge runners. You're... The connection broke down for me a little bit. I might have missed this. Did you say how long the series is? Ten episodes, half an hour each. They're on okay. Netflix. Okay. Okay. Pitch number two uh, is a comic series, one that I've been wanting to get into for a while. Uh, I missed the boat when this series first came out. Um, and mm-hmm. I think it has now completely wrapped up. So I physically own the first volume of this but all all of the volumes are on comiXology unlimited however of course i just will just read the first two this is a comic series called die d-i-e and this is um written by karen gillen art by stephanie Ah. hans uh and this is a d- d- k- k- Karen Gagalen likes to describe this as goth Jumanji. Says Die is a pitch black fantasy where a group of 40 something adults have to deal with the returning unearthly horror they only just survived as teenage role players. This is about them playing an RPG, a, 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 ta- a tabletop RPG. Oh! They get sucked in uh, and and then they they es- escape. But somehow that nightmare, they have to, like, keep returning to it or something like that. Oh, um, of, co- of course, Melissa, you and I just recently read uh, the first two v- volumes of Once in Future. Uh, which also recently just had their final issue come out like a month oh. ago. Um, so ah. that series is, is also out, but that was also written by Karen Gillen. Um, but this book is called Die, and I have heard great things about this book. Okay, volumes so, one and two of Die? Correct. Volumes okay. one and two of Die. I, don't, I love the, the cover art on all of these 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 issues the they have this like weird triangular pattern on it Mm. but really that pattern if i'm not mistaken if my like big smart brain on me is correct it's one like if you fold it up it makes like a 20 sided that or whatever sided die to do all of that, 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 that that stuff uh which is neat so I like that a lot. Uh, so that's pitch number two. Pitch number three. This one may may speak to Melissa a little bit more, but also one that I'm super interested in as well. Uh-huh. This is a television show on Netflix entitled Gloria. It is from Portugal. It's a 10 episode oh. spy thriller. Uh, Ooh. And it says Galoria is a Portuguese historical thriller drama uh, t- tells the story of a young spy operating in Cold War Portugal uh, amid the intrigues ah. of the U.S. and Soviet Union. It says in a small village of Gloria uh, do Ribatejo, um, João Vidal, I'm sorry if I'm butchering all of these names, I don't know how to say them, uh, is recruited as a spy for the KGB. It's 
the 1960s at the height of the Cold War, and both the Soviets and Americans are are attempting to manipulate events to their respective advantage and gain strategic control of Europe. Vidal undertakes a high-risk espionage mission that has the potential to change the course of Portuguese and world history. Ten episodes on Netflix. They're all about 40 minutes-ish. 40 to 50 minutes-ish. Um, but it looked, looked good according to the trailer that I saw. So. Okay. Well, so, so the three pitches are, I'll recap them for you. Sure Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, Die, and Gloria. Uh, I will say that because we are looking forward to watching 1899, which comes out on Thursday, uh, I'm not really into doing a TV show this week because I, I would like for us to talk about that. Fair enough. So, uh, I like the premise anyway, but also logistically, I would most like to go with die. Let us die. Goth Jumanji. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to get into this 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 book. Um, I, I think it'll be a blast. I I know nothing about like tabletop RPGs. Uh, mm. I, I don't play that. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons or anything like that. Uh, still i think one day it'd be really really fun for like a, a special like either like end of the year thing or a patreon thing mm. i would love for someone to dm a game for, for, for mm. us just like a one-off like short campaign yeah thing i think that'd be so much fun uh but yeah i'm excited for die so die. that's what we'll do next week. We'll die. <laughs> I'm excited to tell p when people ask me, like if my what mother asks next me, week, what are, you and yeah. <laughs> what are you and Kyle talking about this week? Die, mother. Die. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'm super excited about that. Uh, of course, if I'm not mistaken, is it the week after that is when we do Kaiju Max then? Yes. Yes, yes. So this was our last uh, kind of normal pitch of the year. We've, we've got Die and Kaiju Max. And then last two weeks of the year, we spend on kind of wintry, Christmassy, holiday things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one, less, one less comic for the end of the year. Good stuff. I'm excited. Uh, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, the show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember. There you go. I, I don't think I realized it was like October was your two-year anniversary, right, uh, of that show? Yeah, we released our... Our first episode on uh, Halloween 2020. Yeah, yeah, we've been doing it for two years now. Con congratulations. Congratulations. Th thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you guys would like to find me, I am at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. Uh, if you'd like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we are doing here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. 
If you're watching the YouTube version of this, there'll be a couple more videos right over here that you guys should check out that would help us out a ton. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it. This has been number 231 of the Whatnots Review Show. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.